This is episode number 81 with Dan Barai. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your hosts, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm your co-host here, along with my partner, Barbara Allen. And it's our goal each week to feature stories that will not only inspire you, but propel you into action in your own life. These are inspiring stories and authentic interviews from uh, military heroes, veterans, influential entrepreneurs, celebrities, business leaders, and exceptional Americans who are just giving back both in business and in everyday life. These are people who believe in the American dream and the opportunities that exist in this country. And whether they are celebrities or small town heroes, each guest is a shining example of the American spirit. And today's guest is no exception. You may have, uh, maybe you caught him on Mike Rose returning the favor show, which is on Facebook. And Mike introduced us to Army veteran Dan Barai. And Dan is one of thousands of young veterans who felt disconnected from life around him after his service. He was missing that sense of purpose that he felt in the military and was at risk of withdrawing completely into himself. But instead, Dan found a way to unleash his patriotism and pride in service through a new purpose called Combat Flags. And in this episode, Dan shares his experience and insight for anyone struggling to find an outlet for their own passion and purpose. And he talks about how he is able to continue supporting veterans through his work at Combat Flags. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen and Dan Barra. There's a growing emergence of veteran entrepreneurs in this country. We featured a few of them here, like Daniel Alaric of Grunt Style, Charlinda Scales with Mutt Sauce, and other veterans like Cassandra and Alba Melgarce de Baca and Paul Steklinski, who forge forward in life following passions they've managed to turn into extraordinary nonprofits. Today we speak with another veteran, whose entrepreneurial spirit and patriotism drives him to maintain and continue growing his own business, Combat Flags. Dan Barai chatted with us about his service, his shift out of service, and the ideas and inspiration behind Combat Flags. So my MOS, my job in the Army, was in psychological operations, which is, um, if you're familiar with public relations, it's a little bit like public relations, but a little uh, twisted. Yeah, there's a little dark twist to it. So I went off to basic training and then I went to AIT for my job training. And since um, PSYOP falls within the special operations realm, I went to airborne school. And then from airborne school, I went to language school for nine months where I learned um, Tagalog, which is Filipino. Became completely fluent in that after about nine months. Um, Went off to my regular unit and I, I ended up deploying twice, both times to the Southern Philippines in support of Operation Enduring Freedom, which is, um, we called it OEFP, which is Operation Enduring Freedom Philippines. Um, and there was a very, very, very small contingent of U.S. military, um, pretty much around the special operations and the special forces. I mean, it's called the Global War on Terror for a reason. It's, it truly is global in scale. And depending on where you go, it, I mean, it's going to look different from from where I was to where other guys were, Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa, whatever. And I usually get the the comment like, oh man, that must've been fun. And it was fun. Any deployment is going to be fun, but it had its moments just like anybody, anywhere else. 
I decided to, I did two deployments pretty close back to back with a very short break in between. And it was about halfway through my second deployment where my, my now wife, my then girlfriend and I started to, to get more serious. And quite frankly, I was just tired. I, I knew that I wanted to start a family. My trajectory in life had shifted from when I first joined. And I knew that I was, I was ready to get out and, and see what else the world had to offer. So in 2009, I ETS from the Army. Um, and I, I, I left the military all the way. I packed it up, put it in a box, and stuck it in the attic. And that was it for a long time. Here Dan shares with us how it was to transition out of the military and the struggles he went through, even after he thought that he'd successfully packed up the military life and left that behind him. He'd been surprised to find that that was not the case. And once he realized that, uh, he talks about the path that that led him down. I started off at college at UNC, at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, graduated, got a job working for a PR agency. So actually, I, I was able to use my PSYOP training. And I moved into public relations um, in, in the corporate world, um, starting at an agency, and now I work for a global industrial manufacturing company. Um, I actually just transitioned into marketing not too long ago. But during that, that break between 2009 and 2016, I had kind of like found myself floundering a little bit. Like I was a little bit separated from everybody. I mean, I was 23 in college with 18-year-olds, so there was that natural separation. And when I say I left the army and packed it up, I mean, I literally packed it up and put it in the, like stuck it away. I didn't want to think about it. Didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to, but I found that that was the wrong way to, to leave the military. Like you make those connections and that's part of who you are. Um, so I started to search for a way to kind of like reintegrate back in with the military community and with the veteran community, but I wanted to, to leave my own mark on the world. So that's where combat flags come into play. Here Dan shares with us what it was, you know, those few moments that made him begin to become aware that he hadn't succeeded in leaving the military behind and his ongoing struggle to find that new purpose after his service. I'd say there were a handful of different things. So I was, I mean, I've always been more of an introvert just by nature, but I was finding myself and my, my wife is an introvert. So we kind of play off of each other like that. I was finding myself not really wanting to go anywhere not really hang out. And I graduated school and one day I found myself back in a recruiter's office. Like I was moments away. I was moments away. Like, and just being completely honest, even today, I still struggle with a little bit of sense of purpose and what I do for my day job with my career. And it's it's tough being a 17 and 18 year old and like going from high school and being thrust into the world and knowing what your purpose is and what your mission is and who you're helping and why you're doing it to being a 20, how old was I? 24, 25 year old, where my purpose in life is to help a company make money and look good. Like, there's always that struggle there. Yeah. Um, so I would say between just kind of like starting to like shut myself out of the world a little bit and then not really knowing what my purpose was, those, those two were probably the biggest catalyst for, for why we're talking today. Some of us are lucky to have this one moment in life or maybe more than one moment where we're hit with this kind of bolt of clarity and we get this huge idea that we know is going to turn into something in our lives. It becomes something that we cannot let go of, that stays with us every day, that we think about it and think about it. 
Here Dan talks about that moment for him, how he got the idea for Combat Flags, but then not how he just left it at an idea, how he went ahead and turned that idea into action, and the special touch he added to Combat Flags that allows American citizens to connect with the humanity of the people who serve. He also talks about how he turned this work into meaningfully supporting those veterans through donating proceeds to a nonprofit aimed at preventing veteran suicide. Yeah, so Combat Flags, um, it started off as such a simple idea. I was at work in my cubicle on a conference call, bored out of my mind. I I remember the day distinctly. And I just happened to look up at the corner of my cube where I have a chair. And um, (laughs) I I had a little four by six inch yard flag hanging from the corner of it. And the idea, the general idea for Combat Flags hit me. And um, so Combat Flags um, then and still today the original combat flag is a four by six inch um, American style flag that's made out of duty worn, used and abused fatigues. Um, so I, I gather up uniforms. I started with with my friends, with my my network, and I just started testing. I didn't know what I was doing. They're hand sewn. Um, I started to watch YouTube videos. I watched more grandmas sew on YouTube than I would have <laughs> ever thought possible. And I started just uh, prototyping. I've got some right here. So this is what the combat flag, the original combat flag is today. So the front is made out of duty warrant fatigues. And that's for a reason. Um, and I'll get there in a second. And then on the back, I put the story of who sent me in the gear. So the idea behind combat flags, behind these specific flags, is um, I like to say they give everybody the chance to own a piece of freedom. Because we all talk about freedom. And we all love it but very few of us know what it actually means to, to pay for freedom. So this gives the average citizen a chance to hold and feel actual material that somebody wore in support and in defense of the country. And then they also get to find out a little bit about the person. So it makes it real. Um, one of the things I noticed was we would hear all these big stats on the news, you know, 5,000 troops are going to Afghanistan. We're going to, we're going to surge up an extra 3,000 and it takes the personal nature of what my service is and what your husband's service was and what my my brothers and sisters in armed services and it lumps it together into a number for the general public to be like oh wow that's a lot of people but they don't understand that we're like we're actual people so combat flags makes that personal so that you can actually see what service to the country looks like um and i knew that through combat flags or whatever i was coming up with at the time i wanted to be able to give back to the veteran community and the military community in a way that wasn't just volunteering randomly or donating money randomly. Um, so I did what all good millennials do. I took to the internet yeah. I Googled. Um, I knew that I wanted to find a charity, a, a nonprofit that was working hard to help mitigate the military suicide epidemic. Mm-hmm. And I, through my research, I found um, an organization out of Raleigh, North Carolina called Stop Soldier Suicide. Did research. I talked with various executives and I was really impressed by what I heard. I was really happy to find out that 95% of the funds donated went to actual veterans. They weren't pocketing the money or it wasn't paying for overhead. Um, And so from these guys, I sell these on my, my website, $30. And from every sale, I donate $20 to stop soldier suicide. Here Dan talks about how he's grown combat flags into allowing him to support his own family as well as giving back. So I've got a few other products. This is what I started with. I started with these guys. 
And I thought I would be happy if I sold one or two or three or four or five a month and that would be killer. I'd be totally happy about that. But as like my audience on Facebook and Instagram grew, I started talking with more people and I ended up coming out with more products where I still make a donation, but it's not as big of a donation just because there's more money in it. And I also realized at the same time that I can actually help a lot of other people, but also put money away for my family later on too. Because Combat Flags is, is part-time. I still got that day job working in a cube. Um, so I do this nights and weekends for the most part. So there's a lot of us out there who have been, or maybe we still are kind of stuck. We're in, we're in this in-between spot where we know we want to move forward on our idea or passion. But on the other hand, we got bills to pay and people counting on us. Dan is a great example of doing both. I wouldn't be surprised if Combat Flags becomes his full-time work, but for now, he's learned how to do both, follow his passion and provide for his family as he grows Combat Flags. So here in this next part, he's going to share with us how his wife feels about how all those extra hours he's putting in nights and weekends to follow his passion. Yeah, so she's a nurse, and she actually, when, when Graham was born, she decided not to go back to work full-time. So she has stepped up and is helping sew while he naps. So we've got a nice little stockpile going just right here to my right of flags for the next couple of months. Nice. So she's ta definitely taken a lot of that burden. Off. And I had no idea what I was doing after the idea. <laughs> it was, I mean it when I say I watched more YouTube videos of grandma sewing to figure this out than I care to admit to. So we found Dan and Combat Flags through Mike Rowe's show, Returning the Favor, Mike is a favorite of ours. I love him. He's hysterical. I have great respect for how he's built his own name in this country and done so many good things to give back to others. We find a lot of extraordinary people through him. We asked Dan what it was like to be featured on Returning the Favor and how things changed after that. Things have definitely picked up. Um, so they actually, the process to be selected for that show or considered is um, whoever is featured is is anonymously nominated in the comment section of a previous returning the favor episode and the production company starts to do their due diligence they research and when they reach a certain point um, they reach out to the person but they don't give us any information about about who they are what they're doing why they're reaching out it's very it's very coded and honestly i i ghosted on the producer for about three weeks because i thought i was getting like I thought I was getting scammed. Yeah, yeah. But, but she was very persistent. <laughs> yeah, she was very persistent. She ended up reaching out to stop soldier suicide, and they got in touch with my mom. It was like this big spider web of yeah. back. To me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they they came out. They still didn't really tell me what what the show was or what it was all about. And then like we filmed right where I'm standing right now. And the crux of the show is that they return the favor. They they find something um, that could be of use to the person they're featuring, and they they give back to that person. So in my case, it was a van full of baby stuff. So they filmed that in about I think early, early to mid December, and they um the episode actually aired a week after Graham was born. So I went to bed on a Monday night and woke up the next morning, and like everything was blown away. Website was almost completely out of stock. Facebook had gone up wow, $10,000. Right? Um, so there's been definitely like um, a little bit of a curve with keeping up with the demand. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm starting to get to a point now where it's, it's more balanced. But it, I mean, interest is there. I get 
dozens of emails every day of people asking specifically when these guys are going to be back in stock because since we make these by hand, they're limited every month. We asked Dan what advice he has to offer for anyone listening who has that idea of their own they'd love to act on, but's frozen in doubt and overwhelmed with all they don't know. If you've got the idea, an idea is only as good as what you're willing to do. So if you've got an idea, things don't start off like this. When I first started Combat Flags, it was painfully slow. I was worried nobody was going to like it and it wasn't going to do well and people wouldn't get it. But if you take your time and you're thoughtful and methodical about how you, you have an idea and how you go to action it and execute upon it, yeah, it'll scale up. As it scales, you'll scale with it and you'll make it work. If it's something that you're you're serious about and it's near and dear to your heart, you always will find a way to make it work. It wouldn't be American Snippets if we didn't ask our guest what the American dream means to him. You all know that we are big proponents of the American dream. We don't believe that it is as doomed or dead as we are being made to believe out there in the media. So we actually really, really love to hear from our guests on what they think the American dream is and what it means to them. The American dream to me is all about hard work, selflessness, and trying to leave the better, trying to leave the world a better place than we found it. Um, so it's doing our part for the greater good while also trying to better ourselves and leave a legacy for, a legacy of good for generations to come. Nice. But I think it's all centered around hard work and determination. Last, we asked Dan about his advice to men and women leaving the military now. So if you're coming back from a deployment or you're about to ETS and leave the military, uh, have a plan in place for what you think you want to do and try to move on that plan before you hit the point of being out of the military. And don't be afraid to reach out, whether it's you just need help, like applying to college or finding a place to live, or if you're having like true difficulty in, in coping with some experiences, just don't be afraid to reach out. There's people who are willing and ready and able to help you get through whatever you need to do. There's no shame in asking for help. You, would, you wouldn't not ask for help with the guys and girls to your left and right while you were in. Why would you stop just because you get out? So we love Dan Barai and we hope you guys do too. If you want to know more about him, we highly encourage you to follow him on all the social media platforms. Check out Combat Flags. If you have somebody you know who would like to know a little bit more about the military, you just want, like Dan says, that tangible piece of freedom and to connect more with the men and women who serve in the military, absolutely go find Combat Flags. Dan here is going to Tell us how to go about finding him on all of his platforms. So my website is just www.combatflags.com. And Stop Soldier Suicide, the nonprofit I support through Combat Flags, is stopsoldiersuicide.org. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can search either Combat Flags or Stop Soldier Suicide, and we both will pop up. All right, everyone, that wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about Dan Barai and Combat Flags, just head on over to americansnippets.com forward slash 081. It's a featured article of the week, featured podcast of the week. We have a full story there on Dan and Combat Flags, some social media links, and a link to his website so you can order your own Combat Flag. Uh, don't forget to let us know what you thought about this episode. Please uh, comment and leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes go a really long way in getting our stories out there. Again, we appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. 